All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the Junkin' It Up with Junkie podcast. Um, I'm Dylan. This is Steve. And this is our first uh, Zoom podcast that we're doing. Super excited because uh, Steve took a little uh, tumble on the slope. So he's uh, he's recovering, but he's, uh, you know, still hanging in there and able to provide some, some value yep. via, via Zoom. So today we want to talk about why we love junk removal. Um, and what, uh, you know, just kind of overall, what we like about the industry, what we like about the job in particular, and kind of just how it affects, you know, everything moving forward. So, you know, why we chose junk over moving when we used to do moving. I don't know if you wanted to touch on that first, Steve, kind of to give everybody an idea. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think first and foremost, with whatever industry or business you're in, um, if you're an employee or if you're in the business, it's important to at least like, but try to love as much as you can what you do. Um, you know, works a huge part of your life. And for me specifically, but us in general, um, I didn't really have the love for moving in the industry like I did junk removal. Um, you know, I, I think that it's a little, uh, it's a little bit of a negative environment. You know, you're dealing with a lot of people in a really stressful state at all times. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that the personality for me didn't really line up. Whereas with junk, um, it's a similar model, but with the ability to have, uh, a little more of a positive influence onto, you know, ourselves and also the industry in general, you know what I mean? We can, we can be in a little bit of a yeah. more positive space. People are excited to get rid of some stuff and clear out the house so they can sell it. Or, you know, they want to get rid of that, that old couch to get the new one in. There's a lot of positivity surrounding it and it's not as, um, you know, stressful for all parties involved, which makes it a lot easier to operate inside that world. Yeah. I also think it's fun that you can get, uh, not that you can't do this with moving, but it's a much longer process. It's more fun to see someone as a junk hauler or, you know, removal specialist come in and, uh, you know, if they have a good attitude, you can quickly train them up and they can be, you know, highly productive early, which we really love about it. You know what I mean? Um, sure. Not that we couldn't do that with moving, but it was just a little bit longer of a process. So it's more fun for us in terms of what we like to do, what we like to focus on, um, you know, really kind of building that customer service model, you know, mm -hmm. especially with our uh, our employees that are actually out in the field, which is, which is why we love it. Um, also, junk removal is like a pretty massively growing industry, um, especially as we shift moving forward, you know, on a macro level to being more environmentally focused because, you know, there's things you can't throw away. There's e-waste that we're responsible for and making sure it's actually recycled. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, what do you think people should know about, you know, in terms of us, when it comes to, to junk removal, how we, you know, actually separate the stuff. We don't just take it and, and throw it away. I mean, anyone can do that, right. Anyone can just put it into a yeah. truck and, and dump it, but actually separating the stuff out, making sure it goes to the the proper places so that um, people know that it's, you know, professionally responsibly uh, disposed of. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just to talk, you know, on uh, what we do specifically, um, first and foremost, we, you know, every junk removal company says they try to donate and recycle on every single job, which is true to a degree. Um, but it's kind of said tongue in cheek, because at the end of the day, you can't guarantee what can or can't be donated. Yeah, just based, you, you don't, you don't, you can't just show up and just say, Oh, yeah, that can be donated. Because even yeah. if it can just say that it's a it's a really nice dresser, and it's not too big. And typically 95% of donation centers are going to take that. If you go to three local donation centers in the area, and there was just a furniture company that went out of business and donated all of their dressers to these three places. If they're inundated with with dressers, they're not going to take another one until they move right. the other ones off the floor. Um, so just that 
you know, it's not just about the piece being able to be donated. It's about the donation centers being able to take them. Um, so with that being said, what we do in terms of our donation guarantee service is we'll accept pictures of the items beforehand and we'll send them out to our donation network and make sure that somebody gives some sort of confirmation on what can be taken and what can't. So that way we can add transparency to our customers about exactly which pieces are going to be donated. So, um, you know, there's, there's a few customers that say, Hey, like I want to have this stuff either donated or I'm going to hold on to it for, you know, my nephew, Johnny, who's going to be going to college in a few years. So if it's not going to be donated, I don't want to get rid of it. Totally right. fine. We're able to facilitate that experience with the customer by saying, yes, this def this table definitely can be donated. This China cabinet definitely can't. Now balls in your court of what you'd like to do with it. Yeah. Um, and that's a big difference from just renting a dumpster, right? And just, yeah, you know, just yeah. throw the stuff in, which there's nothing wrong with doing if you just want to, you know, totally get the stuff out. But, you know, having the ability to say, okay, we'll get someone to come in and, and make sure stuff goes where I want it to go and, and, and where it should go. Right. And, you know, the, the, that little bit adds up over time. And especially as I think the industry itself of, you know, removal logistics, as we like mm -hmm. to call it, starts to grow. Um, you know, it's not just junk. Right. It doesn't yes. just get thrown in, into a big giant dumpster and then, mm -hmm. and then dump somewhere else. It's, uh, you know, anyone can do that, but to actually come in. And I think people are, you know, as we start to move into the space where everyone knows that it's important to, you know, try mm -hmm. to do as much as we can. Um, I think that it's really, uh, really important. It's a big reason why we love it, right? Because we know, we're kind of, we're moving with the trend and uh, it feels good to know, hey, not only do we just take the stuff out for someone, but we got it donated to someone that we wanted to. And then it also got um, recycled if it possibly mm -hmm. could be recycled, which is, you know, especially with the amount of work that we do, we're talking tons. I mean, literally mm -hmm. tons, you know, 2000 pound plus loads um, going into the recycling recycling places. That, that makes a big difference over time. If you think about how much, you know, we do in the course of a day, a week, you know, and then a year, you know, that's thousands and thousands of pounds staying out of the landfill. And <clears throat> the more companies people use to facilitate facilitate those type of things, it adds up, you know, over yeah. time, which is really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I would say for us in general, um, we try to stay up on different types of recycling, um, whether it be e-waste, metal, you know, whatever the yeah. case may be, we're constantly staying up to date on new technologies. Because like you said, it is a growing industry. Uh, it used to be commonplace, you know, pretty much until a few years ago where people just put things out at the curb. You had an old dresser, yeah. you just put it at the curb. You didn't care what happened to it. Now people are getting more uh, environmentally aware. It's an industry that's not only growing, but evolving. And that's yes. a, a cool uh, position to be in for us where we understand the grassroots of it. Now we get to see where it's going and kind of stay ahead of the curve to make sure that we can be up to date on exactly what we can do to keep as much as possible out of the landfill. Yeah, especially the electronics. It's hard to, it's, sure. hard to get rid of if you don't know what you're doing and you have a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and those are kind of the, the type of items that people tend to buy, you know, every year or multiple times a year. So yeah. they're, um, they're quickly replaced and then mm -hmm. they're qu quickly also updated, you know, yep. by different, um, different companies that sell mm -hmm. them. So for us to be able to come in and, and actually make sure they, they go somewhere, um, sure. you know, super cool. And uh, I think it's a, like you said, it's evolving. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Um, it's evolving now, kind of something that you touched on a little bit, but I'd like to talk about donations and how the combination of there being sort of a, a shortage of, of, of labor um, mm -hmm. time with the abundance of stuff makes it tough for people to just donate things, particularly on their own. If you don't have mm -hmm. the 
um, you know, the one, the, the knowledge that we have where we know, hey, this is stuff that is easily donated. This is stuff that's not. And then, you know, two, the places that we know it can go to, you know, certain places will take certain things and not others. Like, for example, we work with community warehouse projects, shout out to them in Westchester, Pennsylvania. But, you know, they work with battered women agents to mm-hmm. help uh, women coming out of uh, bad situations to furnish new apartments. But there's certain stuff they won't take. So, um, you know, talk a little bit about just how people can use a, a service like ours at Junk U to actually get those donations to a place where they can be used much more efficiently than just, you know, going online and, you know, or, or even worse, taking it to a place and them saying, ah, we're kind of, you know, we're full or calling somewhere and they say, yeah, we can take it. But, you know, maybe in two months when we get some people to help us out, you know. Yeah, so. sure. So um, I would say this specifically us, but people in the junk removal industry in general, we have more resources that we know of than your common person. So even though most people do know about donation centers and, you know, we go a step beyond that and do the donation guarantees where we specifically contact them, you know, we also have other resources that are outside of just the donation sense. For instance, uh, we have a a connection who does uh, estate auctions. So what he can do is he can come into your home, he can look at everything that you have that you're looking to get rid of and actually say, you know, give you a professional opinion of what he can and can't sell at auction, um, yeah. which make it, it again, it's another level. And, and most people wouldn't think like, you know, if, if you're an average, you know, mid forties person, you're not thinking a state sale. You're not thinking I needed an estate auction guy to come sure. in to get rid of this stuff. Yeah. But Cause that we, seems like for older people, right? Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. The term estate just sounds yes. like an archaic word. Um, so, so us having just the industry experience to be able to refer someone out to be able to do that gives another level of prevention in terms of things going to the landfill. Um, and like you had mentioned with the labor market, you know, a, a portion of, of these individuals that are not in the current labor market are out doing things on their own. This is a similar situation to, you know, our, Chris, our guy, um, you know, he, he, that is his full-time job. They just started a few years ago. He is out of the labor market. He is contributing to that labor shortage, but you know, what he is doing is we are able to leverage to benefit the environment, benefit our clients and give them an additional level of resource to be able to tap into besides just taking it to a local donation center, which, you know, everybody and their mother is going to be doing with their stuff that they want to get rid of. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And I would say, you know, kind of back to the the whole theme we like we've been talking about why we love the junk removal industry, quote unquote, is, you know, one of our models is not just junk. Right. We like yes. to say we're a removal logistics company. And exactly. I think a uh, important part of being a logistics company um, for removal is understanding what everything is. It kind of like you touched on and people kind of they get I don't want to say weary, but they're like, well, it's, is it really donating if I sell it? And I would say mm-hmm. yes. You know what I mean? If it has value, you are still um, contributing positively to that environmental stance. If you're you know, you're reusing it, you know, it's okay. well, I was going to say value. The the yeah. definite the, or not the definite the slogan of recycling is reduce reuse right. recycle so yes. okay well that one of the R's in there reuse repurpose whatever yeah. the case is it means yeah. it's not just going to the landfill someone can use it before you know whether you donate it or sell it the whole idea behind the idea of recycling or in, in this case you know keeping these out of a landfill is that it doesn't go there yeah whatever. Five plus percent of people, truthfully, um, if you use these estate services, the the, the net you're going to get, unless you have you know super high end items and and you know a, a very very large home, mm-hmm. uh, you're probably not going to net a ton of money after you mm-hmm. get the rest of the stuff. But if it allows you to facilitate, you know, getting the stuff out, so you, you sell it and it mm-hmm. you know goes to somebody that's going to use it, um, or or you know or needs it, and then it also helps you 
get a professional service like ours that's going to donate the rest, um, you know, and recycle as much as possible. You know, you've really, in terms of uh, an impact, done a, a, a good deed. You know what I mean? Sure. In terms of the environmental portion, because, you know, you've used those funds to also make sure you're not just throwing everything away, which, you know, uh, might have seemed like an easier thing to do, get a dumpster put the stuff and throw it in and we're done with it. Right. But if yep. you use these kind of services and, and, and think about it more, like we said, as a removal logistics, you can kind of um, be able to uh, do a, a much greater job of, of not just throwing everything away. And, and that's like one of the reasons we really love it. And, you know, we don't just, say, Oh, you know, here's what we do coming in and, you know, put it on the truck and thank you for the money and leave, you know, sure. trying to facilitate those other services. Like you talked about our guy, Chris, um, who's able to come in and, and, and sell that stuff on the, uh, mm-hmm. on the client's behalf. So it's really kind of comes full circle for us. Right. We don't just, we don't just junk it. So that's a, exactly. that's a big deal for us. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is, and I, I saw the stat, which is why I'm pulling it up. So they say right now, 10,000 boomers, so the baby boomer g- generation, turn 65 every day, so the retirement age, um, and they need to downsize, which is a huge deal for um, why our services are needed. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, especially I think the older generation, they have stuff that, uh, you know, they're maybe hoping to pass on their kids, but it's it's hard to do, right? So that's mm-hmm. what having, a, um, having someone like us to come in and do more than just you know, trash it again, anyone can do that, but actually making sure, Hey, you know, you've, you've built up this, this house of stuff and you give it as much as you can to your kids and grandkids. But, you know, after that, what's the plan with it, right? You're going so sure. smaller, that's more manageable. Um, you know, we really like to, to kind of help that, that demographic as well do actual estate, you know, clean outs and sales. Sure. Um, so talk a little bit about how, you know, important it is for, for us to be able to provide that service for, um, you know, that demographic. Yeah, I mean, I would say this. I would say that those types of individuals that are entering the the golden years, um, th- you want to make things as easy and simple as possible for them, right? I mean, you're you're taking somebody who's lived on this earth, been productive for sixty five years, and now you know most of the time we'll say we'll assume in this situation they're going to be downsizing into a uh, retirement facility just just for you know yeah. say argument. That's a huge life change for them, you know. Um, not yeah. only are they going to have to get rid of stuff that they've had for decades, but they're going to be going to a place that has a negative connotation, or at least to them has had a negative connotation their whole life. So the last thing that they need is to be dealing with this additional liability yeah. of what are we, where are we getting all, rid of all this stuff? Yeah. Um, or what are we doing with all this stuff? So, you know, the reality of the situation is, and this is one of the things that I really like about the junk removal industry in general, is we can we are legitimately helping people solve problems they don't really know how to even tackle. I mean, yeah. what we always say is uh, a part of our job uh, in terms of the marketing front is is making the making the industry, you know, giving people awareness about what we do and that it even exists. A lot of people have yeah. no idea that yeah. junk removal as an industry is there. Um, so, so that's a, something that's exciting for me in general is when you get that person who's whether they're calling in for themselves or they're calling in for their elderly parents, and it's like, hey, like, what do you what do you guys even do? Like, all I know is that I have to get all this shit out of the house, and I and I don't really yeah. know even where to start. Being able to be a liaison to get them to that goal of emptying out the house, being able to be contributing in a positive way, and not only doing the job or helping do the job, but educating them along the way about what they can do alternatively to just hiring us to get rid of it. Like that's a super exciting thing for yeah. me in terms of uh, specifically dealing with you know the new baby boomers that are turning sixty five. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I know one of our core values uh, here at JunkU is uh, having a solutions-based mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think that's focusing on the solutions, even if they're outside of just, you know, well, you can just pay us and we'll do it. It's like, sure. Mm-hmm. But actually finding a solution for, you know, every client or, you know, referral for their particular client. You know, we work with a lot of realtors, property managers, and sometimes we can give answers that don't include us making any money. And that's that's totally fine. We, we sure. don't mind doing that. Um you know, like we said, that we actually want to provide uh, quality value for these removal situations. And I think the big thing for especially um, the boomers is they have a lot of uh, stuff that that is good. Um, but sometimes it's hard to understand the 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 when and who. So, mm-hmm. yes, someone who the who is, yes, somebody that needs it and wants it and can use it. And that's true. But when can they get it and when can they use it? Meaning, you know, if if you get a house under contract that you've been living in, you know, it's a three, four bedroom that's 3,500 square feet and it's full of furniture. There may be people that want that stuff, but when can they get it? Who can they bring it to, you know, and where's it going to go in that in-between time? And that's kind of where we can help bridge the gap. So there's plenty of times where, you know, especially like some of the professional organizers we work with may have a network of actual people, you know, families that, that say, Hey, you know, they need two dressers and two twin beds and that's great. You know, they can get that stuff directly from the person, but there's a lot of times where, you know, if you're that, you're that boomer that sold their house and they have to close and and move out of the home in 30 days or, or 45 days, you don't have the type of time to directly find that person or even find that agency that's going to be able to hold it. And that's where, you know, a company like ours is able to bridge that gap for those people where they say, okay, it's actually going to go to, to somebody they want it because we have the warehouse space or we have the, the resources to get it to somebody, you know, who can hold it in the meantime, and then actually get it to somebody, which I think really helps that, um, you know, just everybody in general, but especially that demographic, like you said, that's worked a whole lifetime of building all this stuff up and saying, oh, okay, you know, it's not just going to be just thrown away, you know, which is really, uh, like you said, I really like is, is really cool when we get to, um, you know, facilitate those. And we've actually done a few of those for, especially for realtors that involve, involve us early on in the process mm-hmm. for, um, you know, the older, the older generation, those houses, you know, when they move on to a different, you know, living situation, we're able to get that done very quickly. And then also it goes to, um, you know, it goes to good places and for people that are yeah. actually using and, and tailoring off of that, um, you know, a lot of times in, in at least my experience, what you see in that uh, baby boomer demographic is is they don't want to think about any of their things as being junk because that's what they've had. You know, the China cabinet that's been in uh, their possession for 30 or 40 years, you know, that that yeah. that means something to them. Now, yeah. there's also a reality of the situation that most younger people assume a little easier, you know, whether it be us or, you know, that said elderly person's children, like, no one wants it, dad. Like no one wants the China cabinet. We're going to have to get rid of it. But what we are able to do in our position is we are able to come in. We can say that from the professional opinion that it's not going to be able to be donated, but we'll send the pictures out and we'll bring the estate auction guy in and we will do all, we'll, we'll, we'll check all the boxes off before it's labeled as not yeah. worth anything, right? So that allows for those customers to be able to have a, a more sense of peace of mind that they are able to say, okay, I, we did try multiple different means. I, I can now comfortably accept that this is not going to be donated, but I'm yeah. okay with it because we did donate the the other part of the dining room set. We did donate the couches. We did donate that the spare bedroom set. So I feel comfortable that we maximized what we could do and then whatever we can't, they're more at peace with letting go of. 
Yes. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things where, uh, you know, moving forward, there's just going to be more of that for, for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, as more people retire and um, just in general, the, the population gets older. So, you know, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good just overview of why we love junk. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons why we love the industry and we love the the actual service of what we do and the, uh, the value we provide for our clients and our referral partners. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a pretty good overview. Anything else you, you can think of to, to let anyone know why we, we really love what we do? I mean, I would just say it's exciting sometimes to see people who, and I already mentioned this before, but you see someone who's really in a conundrum, whether it be they have to get rid of this couch to get the new one in, or they they have to deal with their parents, their the past, their parents who just deceased to say um, estate and clear out the property, and they they genuinely don't know what to do, and 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 I, I can understand how that helpless feeling, um, you know, even me with this with this shoulder thing, you know, what I mean, like I feel helpless, but then you go to the doctor and they give you peace of mind, they run the test, they do this thing, and then by the end of it, you feel comfortable with the prognosis. Yeah, like that's what we're able to contribute to these people in a different lane, obviously, than the medical field, but it, it's a life problem nonetheless that they're experiencing and have to figure out, and we're able to positively contribute to that in more than one way. It's not just getting rid of it. We we can you know, connect you with the donations. We can connect you with the estate sales, whatever the case may be. We're helping, like you said, to bridge the gap from a, a, an area of struggle that they're experiencing to a goal that they're looking to achieve. Um, so, you know, some people look at our industry and it's like, oh, look, you just threw stuff away. And it's like, it's so much deeper than that. And people don't right. get that externally looking in, but, you know, having the mindset that we do and, and experience this, experiencing this every day, it, it's just exciting to be able to, to contribute in someone's life that they were in a genuine place of struggle and didn't know what to do. Yeah. Or even, I think like, uh, even smaller scale ones, we see that we see big ones, you know, where there's a settlement that Mm -hmm. needs to get done that day. And we come in and, you know, we do five, six, seven, eight truckloads and it gets done in, you know, a few hours and everybody, both sides of the transaction go, wow, you know, we thought this was going to delay. So it's going to be a huge problem. Yeah. Maybe for a week or who knows longer or, or even worse, you know, cause some issues with the deal, but us coming in and then doing it is super cool. But also I even like the little wins too, where someone says, oh, you know, they got a garage full of stuff and kind of wanted to get it out. You know, I got family just spring cleaning. And then for them to, you know, call us and then that day, a lot of times come in and have a full crew, you know, be in and out of there in 45 minutes. And they go, wow, geez, I got, you know, 400 square feet of space back. And yeah, look at my space. I just got back. Like now I can use this again. They They get so excited. That was possible. Yeah. 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 They didn't think that was possible because to them, which, you know, rightfully so to, to go through everything and then find a place for it, um, you know, by themselves with their, also while they're working full time, it's just, it's mm-hmm. just a lot to do as opposed to then for them to, you know, have us make a phone call and, and then right and quickly solve it. Yeah. And then, and then it's done. So that, that's another great reason why it's, it's super fun to, to do what we do and, and uh, get those wins for our clients. So, yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, thank you everyone. Um, until next time, uh, keep on junking. Absolutely.